Donald Trump comes to Northeast Ohio this week for a political rally and to take more shots at Congressman Anthony Gonzalez. The latest sports betting proposal in the Ohio State House would leave Cuyahoga County's casinos and racinos out in the cold in favor of giving the business to the Indians, Cavs, and Browns. And in four weeks, cities no longer can collect income taxes from you if you are working from home outside their borders. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Monday, June the 21st. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Republican former President Donald Trump will make his way to Lorain County this week to campaign for Republican House candidate Max Miller, a former aide who launched a primary challenge against two-term GOP Representative Anthony Gonzalez of Rocky River. Sabrina Eaton examined what, if any, effect Trump's visit will have for Gonzalez's chances in the 2022 election, as well as to give a preview of which politicians might be attending. Trump declared Gonzalez a target after Gonzalez voted to impeach the former president for his role in sparking the January 6th insurrection in the nation's capital. Candidates for the U.S. Senate in Ohio are using their criticisms of Gonzalez as a fundraising tool. In Cuyahoga County and Ohio's other large population counties, the number of in-person sports books that would be permitted under the bill legalizing sports wagering would be limited, likely leaving the casinos and racinos out of the game everywhere except maybe Columbus. The Indians, Cavs, and Browns would get priority for the brick-and-mortar licenses, leaving none for anyone else near Cleveland. Legislators have long resented how the casinos did an end run around the anti-gambling lawmakers and took a ballot initiative to the voters who approved it. With Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's lifting of the state of emergency order on Friday, municipalities could face an upcoming budget crisis as people continue to work from home. State law allowed employers to continue withholding city income taxes from the workers regardless of if they were reporting to an office inside the city borders. But 30 days after the lifting of the emergency, cities lose that ability to get that money. Now the nightmare begins of trying to figure out how to tax workers who might report to work only occasionally. With the workplace landscape changing, shortfalls could become a huge burden to city budgets. Meanwhile, lawsuits continue to get taxpayers the money taken from them during the pandemic, and lawmakers have proposed requiring cities to provide refunds. Of course, cities have received a windfall from the federal stimulus package to cover just such losses. U.S. Housing and Urban Development Secretary Marsha Fudge returned to her stomping grounds in Northeast Ohio in her first visit in her official capacity Friday. Fudge, along with other elected leaders on the eve of Juneteenth, spoke about the need to increase black homeownership and the barriers that exist to doing so. The former Cleveland area congresswoman said Friday at Cleveland State University that the gap between the number of white and black homeowners in 2019 was as big as it was in 1968 when the Fair Housing Act was passed. 
And while progress is evident, too many black residents don't yet feel free, Fudge said. Ohio Senate Republicans removed $1.3 million to promote lead-safe training and certification in their budget, a move that could significantly hinder abatement programs. That's despite imposing a 5% income tax cut that will cost the state $874 million without saving anyone much money in the process. The DeWine administration is trying to get the funding back into the budget. The program would ensure contractors are trained to contain any lead hazards as they remove the toxin from homes. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.